Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Look, it's not your team. It's you. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of It's Not Your Team. It is you here on the Believe Podcast Network, and we have just wrapped up our regular season show. We are now into the postseason. In fact, while we're doing this show, there's literally a bowl game happening right now. I'm your host, Tyler Coe. I'm your host, Haley Graves. And we have a ton to get to today. I'm pretty sure, Haley, you might have some thoughts on, you know, who got into the playoffs, who got left out. I'm sure that's, you know, maybe something you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, I'll get into this, guys. You all know that I have a lot to say about it. But at the end of the day, I think I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. And that's the that's the only way that I can that that sums up how I feel. I've told you all since the beginning that I would be happy with Texas A&M winning out their regular season schedule, which they did and making New Year's Six Bowl, which they have. I thought that that was kind of the ceiling for this team. I do think that there might have been a higher ceiling. And I think part of me, and I will get more into this, is still that battered Aggie syndrome lingering because that's that's where my fear really lies. And it's like, is this was this year the A&M's one shot? And we didn't get it. But I think the comforting fact is knowing that this isn't the last time that Texas A&M is going to have an opportunity like this. So. Well, I think there's some others in that boat with you that we're, we're right. going to have to touch on. A&M is not alone yeah. in being a disgruntled team that got left out of a certain, we got to call it an invitational because it's not right. the playoffs anymore. Um, right. So we have, we have that to get to. We got to break down the bowl games that may or may not be happening. Again, as we're doing this show, Haley, literally like, you know, 30 minutes ago, one of the bowls already got canceled. So yep. we're going to break down the bowl games that we think are going to happen. Uh, and then get hey, to the and even season. literally even right now, while we were prepping, guys, we talked, you know, a couple minutes before the show about everything and BYU scored again. So it is oh now gosh. 28 to seven with seven minutes to go in the second as we're doing our show. So they scored again. <laughs> you know, we've been doing the show all year and I haven't got off. I haven't done it yet because I, I, I'm, I, I, I don't know where I really should have put my money, but I should have stuck with my gut. I should have put money on the Cougars tonight and I didn't, but you still can if you go to betonline.ag you know it's our show sponsor and guys everything is coming back the nba and college basketball are back uh nfl postseason right around the corner obviously we're in the college football postseason so with all these sports going on uh you know uh, head on over check out the prop bets go to the online casino like you just mentioned i should have bet on byu but he only has 276 yards in the first quarter 21 points against ucf wild Gosh. Anyways, from game spreads, totals, uh, you guys know the drills, team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you everything that you want. So head on over to betonline.ag. Um, all right. So Ooh, some... it looks, oh, it's even uglier. 348 total yards with That's... still seven minutes to go in the second. I don't know. I, I got to be honest. I'm not too much of a historian when it comes to the Boca Raton Bowl, but it, they've got to hey. be knocking on the door for some records. Oh, total absolutely. yardage and points. That's insane. Absolutely. Well, we'll get into some Heisman talk later, but I think, you know, Zach is doing his best effort here to give one last piece of tape to put his resume out there for winning that Heisman. He's had an unbelievable year. So many people have had an unbelievable right. year. Um, not a lot of them on Ohio State. We'll get to that. Um, so much going on outside of the playoffs. A lot of college football stuff coming down the pipe. Just real quickly, Brian Harson. Uh, Boise State uh, head coach, who's who's kind of been a journeyman with uh, Chris Peterson back in the day, following him around. Yep. He is now confirmed to be the new head coach at Auburn. 
We kind of touched on that last week about how big of a mess that was down there in the Plains. Um, South Carolina and the Gasparilla. Am I saying that right? The Gasparilla Bowl. Yes. Playing UAB. By the way, South Carolina only won two games this year. Lost they eight. They did. Uh, Fireball Muschamp. That bowl game is canceled. Dom Brown, defensive coordinator at Michigan. Uh, he is out. Um, and also some coordinator, Steve um, Isminger, down at LSU is gone, along with Bo Pelini. So a lot of yeah. cleaning house all around the country. And then Florida, our beloved Gators, got hit with some violations today. They definitely did. It's I don't I didn't look much into what the violations were at this point semantics but I did see you know basically Dan Mullen got slapped on the hand he can't communicate within the first I want to say four days of the contact period in December and then the first like 10 days of contact period in January just massive massive loss for the Gators right huge totally I mean you can't tell me he's not going (laughs) to shoot them a text being like hey got hit some with some violations talk to you in 10 days like yeah yeah I'll talk to you in 72 hours I just right right I'm just gonna chill for right now um hey I, I love it. Cheating in the SEC, they kind of go hand in hand with wow. each other. Wow, okay, okay. Sorry, Let's I'm not. I'm out there. I, I'm, it's what it is, what it is. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, with when it comes LSU to the and their four. bowl ban. <laughs> with LSU and their bowl ban that they had this year. No, it is what it is when we, we've kind of talked about this for the last few weeks, Haley. Right. Uh, we said it last show, along with pretty much everybody else, that um, the four that have been in the top four since the first college football rankings were released – uh, back in November would stay the same uh, unless something crazy happens. We just didn't see Ohio State moving. Uh, we didn't see AM jumping in or anybody else that we had hoped to. Unfortunately, it went chalk. Um, however, I don't think we saw the weekend going exactly the way it went. Uh, we right. did think we knew Alabama would handle Florida despite Florida putting up a good performance. We were pretty confident that Clemson was going to take care of Notre Dame. I don't know if we thought it was going to be that dominating. What we did not see was Ohio State completely blow it against Northwestern in shocking fashion. That would have been one of the historical great upsets of all time that could have just erupted uh, the college football world and changed the landscape. That did not happen, but it got very close. And I think a lot of us were wondering, okay, you have to look at it now. Now this matters. When you see Justin Fields, who in his two toughest games this year against Indiana and Northwestern, respectively, throw for only 52%, two touchdowns, five interceptions. That is uh, unacceptable. Now, that's acceptable week one, you know, like a Kellen Mond against uh, Alabama in week two. You know, you can have some slip-ups early on, but when it is the conference championship game, watching Justin Fields struggle against Northwestern, who I'm going to give respect but not that much, you have to make a change. That clearly is a team that is not prepared to go in the postseason. That clearly is a team that is not ranked uh, or should be ranked as the fourth best team in the playoffs. Yet when we got to Selection Sunday, Gary Barta laid it out that this is why Ohio State got in. This is why AM got left out. Why Notre Dame was included despite getting blown out by Clemson. Um, and it got down to some very weird, hypocritical, uh, contradicting statements that Gary made and reasons that he did. But when it's all said and done, the biggest takeaway is that Ohio State, I think we all now can agree, did not deserve to be in. Yeah, I have never been so angry about being right because these were the four teams I picked at the beginning of the season. These are four teams that are in, but I didn't expect to be this disgusted with the four teams that are in. I mean, we're going to be getting Clemson-Notre Dame potentially part three, which Sorry, don't want to watch that shit show again. And there's nothing that Notre Dame is going to do differently. 
in a playoff game versus what they just showed in a championship game. And if they held something back in the championship game, well, that's just dumb as hell because they should not have done that, that they put everything on the line. And even, you know, head coach was saying, we may not play in the playoffs if our families can't be there. It was just, it was such a mess, but ultimately I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed for an A&M team that fought through the SEC, say what you want about them this season. They still have talented rosters, talented teams, and they deserved it. You know, it was fun for me to see Jimbo Fisher kind of pop off finally at the end. And, you know, it really came out when they finally started showing this week the coaches poll and who coaches placed where. I think that was so telling because these coaches, these coaches know these teams. They know these environments. They know who works hard. They know who deserves it. They know who the best four teams in the country are. And it's telling when Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, and several other SEC coaches don't put Ohio State. Dabo Sweeney had Ohio State at 11th. That is saying something. When you don't even have the respect of the best coaches in the country, your team doesn't deserve to be there. And you cannot tell me otherwise. Texas A&M went through an SEC schedule that was hard fought. And because of this lingering Alabama game that guys like Kirk Herbstreit couldn't seem to let go, that was why A&M got left out. It was disgusting. But at the end of the day, guys, whether you want to hear it or not, what I've had to come to the conclusion is this is about money, this is about ratings, and this is about freaking COVID-19. If we were in any other year and we had a normal season and Texas A&M did what they did, Jimbo Fisher got it right. A one-loss Texas A&M team in the SEC and one-loss SEC team has made the playoff every single year. So it's disgusting, it's disrespectful that A&M didn't get the same grace, yet Ohio State got their hand held, got rules changed, bended over backwards for them, still getting rules changed for them just simply because they are the Ohio State Buckeyes. That is disappointing and it's disrespectful. And at the end of the day, that's what it came down to. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama have developed into national brands. Those are the brands that people are going to tune in to watch on these both college football playoffs. And I've said this for weeks now, A&M fans, you don't want to hear this, but the truth of the matter is A&M was not a sexy team this year. A&M did not have a name on their team that Joe Schmo walking down the street, you say, hey, you know about Texas A&M football? They didn't have a name that someone's going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I want to watch this kid. That is why Texas A&M got left off because on paper, they're not a sexy football team. On paper, you're not going to convince someone to tune in to watch a team that is damn good at the run game, has a strong trenches, and ultimately just beats the, beats the opponents by having more time of possession. That's what it comes down to. A&M wasn't flashy. They stuck true to who they were. And at the end of the day, that was the problem. They weren't flashy enough. They're not as big of a brand, and they didn't have a player on their team that people will recognize spot on on all of that I mean it's absolutely true and if anybody wants to you know debate that they're more than welcome to but it goes further than Texas A&M I think you nail it when you talk about and it's not a slight to Texas A&M in the right. least but they are not a national brand they are not the four teams that you mentioned they're not Oklahoma that somehow snuck up to number six they're not right. Florida who has three losses but is in the top 10 they're not Georgia who didn't have a top a 20 win. <laughs> yeah. to their best wins on their resume, guys, are two losses. Right. Yet they're a top 10 team because they're a national brand. They get that mm -hmm. recognition. They're one of the old blue bloods out. We just decided that they were, and that's a problem. Yeah, so Texas coast to coast, yeah. you will recognize those logos. You will expect to see them out places. 
seeing a Texas A&M logo in Big Ten country, you're scratching your head wondering where the hell is that person from? Unfortunately, you are. Unfortunately, you are. It it goes the same for a Coastal Carolina. It goes the same for a Cincinnati. I mean, I'm not putting them in the same category as prestige as A&M, but I put them in the same category as disrespect and brand recognition. They just are not there. And I think that's what a lot of us, all of us are upset about, that it's not the, the top four teams are, you You can debate whether or not they deserve to be in. I, I really think yeah. it's only three that you can debate. Yes. Um, the problem is everything else and the way that Gary got there. So I said earlier about his contradicting statements, you know, Reese Davis and pretty much everybody else went to town on him asking about it, you know, having him justify why pieces were where they were. And it, it, it gets into the insight of what you just said is that there really isn't any math there. It's about get the four biggest, sexiest teams in. Gary was asked about Indiana being left out of the top 10, who, by the way, guys, one loss, Haley's darling, that one loss is to a playoff team. They got left out of the top 10, but Iowa State got put in. Gary said, we had a long discussion about that, but the Hoosiers didn't have the quality wins to put them in the top 10. So where's Georgia's top 10 victories? Where's the top 20 victories? Where is Ohio State's? signature where is win a, where is ohio state signature win we no, but we can't go there and so so again, if ohio state signature win is indiana but indiana doesn't have a, a signature a win team. then how is indiana a signature win at all exactly uh, every every you know math equation that gary and the committee has laid out for us none of it, it che- none of it checks out it's all wrong uh you know i've talked about before florida and I know people probably don't want to hear, like you said, nobody wants to see Notre Dame Clemson round three, but I, I got to check the math on this, Gary. So LSU or Florida loses to LSU, who's yep. three and five, basically a scout team quarterback at home on senior night. They drop one spot. Yep. But Notre Dame, who had an unbelievable year, beat Clemson already, loses to Clemson. Yes, they got dominated, but they dropped two spots. Somebody right. make sure. So you lose to the number three team in the country, you drop two spots. If you lose to a three and five team, you drop one. Okay, just making sure. Like none of this makes it's, sense. It's all it's all puppeteering. Yes, That's it's what made it up. is. It's made up. It's yes, made up. It yes. is they wanted whatever because let's be honest, ratings have suffered this year. There's been no cross conference play. So there's not been any type of there's been no reason for the South to tune into the Pac twelve. There's been no reason for the Pac-12 to watch the Big Ten. Everything has been so much separation that they looked at these teams and they said, which four teams will give us the most money and the highest ratings and the highest chance of the average college football fan to decide to tune in when they're sitting on their couch after the holidays? That's that's what this came down to. That that is the only logic that there is. And as disappointing as it is, they also said a straight direct message to the group of five, you will never make it in. And as and and as far as that goes, even looking at a Texas AM, AM, unless you don't, unless you can beat Alabama and be at the top of the SEC, you're not gonna get in either because you're not there yet. And that's what's disgusting. That's what's disturbing. And I think at the end of the day, everyone can agree. And so many people, national media analysts have all said the answer here is the college football playoff expansion because that could be interesting. That would be entertaining. That opens a door of opportunity. And then that makes it have this March madness type of feel. I think we even talked last week that, you know, those games where it's one versus 16, you tune into that shit. Because of the slight chance, everyone likes an underdog. Everyone likes to put their hope in a team that seems like they don't have a chance. And if we expand this college football playoff, 
that gives opportunity for group of five that gives opportunity for other teams, the one loss sec teams to try and play to be the best team in the country. I think that's the question right there. Um, and you, you touched on it earlier as well, brand recognition and money. That's what it comes down to. Yep. College football will change when the money changes. If there's more money to be made in expanding the playoffs, turning the bowl season as we have it into regional sites like they do in NCAA, yep. uh, in the NCAA tourney, which you could obviously figure out, you know, regionally who decides to go where. You'd still have some subjective deciding on who goes to which right. spot, who is uh, number one, two, three, four. But it would be an easier thing to say, hey, if you're a Pac-12 champ, you're in. Hey, you won the yeah. American, you're in. Just like it is in March Madness. Yep. You see those smaller teams, you're like, well, 14 seed Vermont isn't going to beat anybody. It's like, no, buddy, they lost two games in their conference. They're a really yep. good basketball team. I think that's what we want to see. Even tonight, we mentioned it. You talk about uh, cross-conference play. I think that needs to be a bigger thing. We yeah. saw that uh, some of the things that we think are set in stone were, you know, well, we want to schedule this game, but we're already booked for 10 years. Coastal yeah. Carolina and BYU blew that out of the water. Right. You're watching BYU got beat by Coastal Carolina, beat UCF, and who's from a really good conference, right? Destroying them. Right. You've yeah. got to give – there's got to be some, some leeway right there. Get rid of the cupcake games that everybody has in the big conferences. Start scheduling some big boys. Right. We schedule, you know, if you're Iowa State, schedule Louisiana again next year. Prove that you're a better football team. Yeah. Because, again, Gary, I will die on this hill. The hill you've talked like, well, no, well the conferences to get, didn't get to play each other. The Sun Belt went 3-0 and against the Big 12. Yet Oklahoma and Iowa State are both going to New Year's Six Bowls. Yep. Can somebody explain to me and how Indiana that is possible? Indiana is not. Who, who's, who did they lose to? Who's their lone loss this year, Haley? Yeah, to a playoff yep. team. Cool. Yep. You're number three team in the country. So that makes a lot of sense. Thank you guys for none of it. Um, yeah. I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, you look at Oregon. And is realistically, Indiana and A&M are kind of in the same boat. But A&M got the favor of playing. And, and, and that's another argument that you can have. A&M and Indiana are essentially in the same boat, aside from the fact that Indiana played less games. But people like to harp on A&M's strength of schedule because it was a down year in the SEC. But then the people also forget it was a down year in the SEC because you only played SEC teams. They just beat up on each other. You know, you, 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 look at these, you look at these resumes of these teams that finish the season, three wins, four wins, five wins. You throw in two cupcakes, you're at seven wins. You're at six wins. You know, and, and, and that's what people have forgotten about. And that's why, yes, the SEC looked down this year, but they really weren't. And then so then it also comes into question. So if – a&M and Indiana are essentially in the same boat. They, are, they lost to the best team in their conference. That was their only loss. And unfortunately, because of that loss, that knocked them out of playing for a conference championship because it was on their side. But then what does that say that the committee thinks about the SEC over the Big Ten? Well, but it, clearly, again. They, clearly they think higher of the SEC than the Big Ten. But then why the hell then is Ohio State in there aside from the fact that their name is Ohio State? Exactly. Aside from the fact that they have a guy named Justin Fields who hasn't played great, that's it. That is it. That is, yeah, because if you, if you try, folks, to go and look at the, the rankings and do the math, you're going to drive yourself crazy because it doesn't make sense, <laughs> as Haley just said. It's like they clearly respect the SEC more. Florida dropped yep. one spot after right. losing to a 3-5 and five football team, but Indiana can't crack into the top 10. Right. I, it, none of it makes sense, and I think that's what people are so upset about is they want to see more. Well, they, and I think, I think just ultimately, too, that they just decided to 
you know, prevent the Big Ten from looking even more ridiculous than they already have this year. They made, they, you know, I've talked about before, they didn't make any friends at camp. Uh, after this weekend, um, it, it's crazy. Like, uh, they're hated now. There's some serious hatred there with the Big Ten. And I think a lot of it is what you talked about and have for a long time, Haley, is that nobody asked them to make up these rules that they came up with. Uh, nobody, you know, told you to do your COVID protocol for 21 days. Nobody gave you the schedule that right. you had to do. All these self-imposed rules were your idea and breaking them makes you look like a child. That's what it is. You look childish in doing this. And it, it, it's really not the player's fault. You know, obviously we would take the blame away from them. Those kids at Ohio State and Indiana, they're just going to play. This is about the bureaucracy and everybody else who controls this shit. But they're, the Big Ten walked into the teacher's classroom, stole the test, took pictures of the test, passed it out to everyone else, and then they went and told on everyone and got them all in trouble. That's what this year feels like. They were the catalyst of all the chaos that happened. And then as a reward, they just simply got their team gifted in. It does. Hey, it does. Thanks make you for feel creating everything to be so chaotic in in winning fashion, we're going to go ahead and grant you this shiny invitation to the college football playoff. <laughs> Congratulations, Big Ten. Like, it's what it is. I mean, they, <laughs> like you said, they started this entire mess. They ended it in a messy way. And it feels, it feels grimy at the end of this when you look at, as you've mentioned before, Haley, we've talked about a lot of these teams in the Big Ten, they were simply just uh, lambs for the wolves. They were just sacrificial pieces for Ohio State to get to the playoffs. So these kids played for nothing. They risked their health for nothing. A lot of them off they didn't the mouth. They didn't get to see their families for months. For nothing. So mainly just to get Ohio State in. That's it. Yeah. Um, they so, were the sacrificial lambs. Yeah. It, it's, it's not good. It's, it, it's not a good look for college football. Um, it's not a good look to – when they talk about how much it means in the tradition and the pageantry, all of that is great, but that won't go away if you expand this thing. No. I think it enhances it. I think it can make it better. But again, none of it's going to change until you tell those leaders that, hey, you can make more money on the other side of the fence. I if mean, that happens, they'll do it. Yeah, I mean, the College Football Reddit, they, someone, I don't know who made it. Sorry, person that made this. If you're listening, you're probably not. But regardless, College Football Reddit put out an awesome 24-team bracket. And there are some stellar matchups where I want to say your top – I'm probably doing bad math. Eight teams got a first round by everyone else played after that. And then it was tournament style and looking at those matchups and how they did it. There are some good ass games in there. And that just further leads to this argument. So all I can take away from what happened and how badly the college football playoff committee screwed this up this year. It's hard. It's hard to think, you know, in 2020, everything screwed up that, they should get something right. Well, they didn't. They just continued to make this year more of a mess than it already is when they had a huge opportunity to actually do something about it and do something right. They chose not to turn a blind eye, which is very also fitting. And it make actually makes perfect sense given this year, but learn from this mistake, accept your losses and let's figure out how to make something better because that's the, that's the only, only way that we can, go in a positive direction from here because no one distrust no one trusts the system anymore that's blown out the water you have the group of five we need to completely break away and do their own thing now because you sent a clear message to them that hey we don't give a shit how good you are you're never going to be up here with the big boys and no. like let's just be better 
let's learn from this and be better. That's all we can do. I think silver lining for anybody. I nobody nobody wants moral victories at this point, especially if you're an A&M fan. But I think I texted you this week and I said, I think this is going to be a good thing, right? Like, I think so many people are upset all across different areas from the from P5 and the G5 groups. You know, uh, there was an anonymous S, uh, SEC AD who was, it might have been y'all's at A&M, but he's like, Some, something's broken, we got to fix it. So when you have everybody talking about it, well, then change is going to happen. So you, you would hope, think. You, hope, you would think. You would think. And you would hope that something could, because there is something wrong when you say that Coastal Carolina's championship doesn't merit them getting into something bigger. And I think even though you don't like, I'm not saying you don't like Herbstreet, you don't like Herbstreet's comments. I know a lot of people do not agree with Herbstreet's tone this year. He Herbstreet does, does not like Texas A&M. We'll, no. we'll make that clear. He well, advocated he, from day one for A&M not to be in. Well, and he advocated for Texas for two years to get in. Right. Texas has been his playoff pick for two years. And then he right. did a, th- a segment this year talking about how the fan base is entitled and expects too much. Buddy, you're one of them. You're right. putting us in every year. Nobody told you to. However, Kirk Herbstreit does have a point when he talks about players opting out where yeah. games aren't mattering. It's because we've made it this way. When yeah. you tell TCU back in 2014, you're not good enough to get in, Ohio State is, that's a problem. When you tell yep. NM they're not good enough. Coastal Carolina, you're not good enough to get a New Year's Six Bowl. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. you're not either. Uh, that's a problem. Kids aren't kids are going to leave. It is going to ruin everything that we love about and it just football. And it just ruins it, – and it further ruins the horrible situation because why are kids – going to choose to go to indiana why is going to choose to go to michigan why are kids going to choose to go to state rutgers wherever when at the end of the day they're going to do whatever it takes to get ohio state in yeah but if you had those schools if you could change it guys and you know a desmond Ritter recruited to cincinnati is like hey desmond if you win the american you get to go to the playoffs yep. that's massive you could right. change so many things. You you enhance the quality of football across the board. I think it's more money. And you bring you, on more fans. You, you like talk literally, about bowl games, it, Haley? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. For, you know, we, we joke about SEC teams that don't make it to the national championship at the playoff. Like, they go to, you know, Georgia's in the Peach Bowl. They're like, ah, we're in right. another bowl again. Well, if you made it to where you could get back in, you get more bowls. Uh, you get more fans at those bowl games. You get yep. more money, more eyeballs. More money. And, and you know, it's just – it's exhausting. That's how I feel. I just feel exhausted by this entire college football year. What could have been, and ultimately the committee just dropped a ball. They did. Um, what's even more exhausting? Uh, sorry, I'm like spell, spilling tea all over myself. We're <laughs> supposed to spill tea on the show. I'm not supposed to spill it on myself. Um, Clemson and Alabama are so much better than everybody else. Again. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's I mean, like, insane. seriously. T- For like, just a moment, I, let's talk about that. I, yeah. I just want to know, like, if you're listening to our show, tweet at us, whatever. Tell me if you're legitimately excited to watch round five of Clemson, Alabama. I don't know. Round nine. That's what I'm saying. Like, are you excited to watch that? All I know is I still am bitter about Notre Dame. I haven't liked Notre Dame pretty much all season. I tried tried the past couple weeks to root for them just for the sake of A&M's sake. Nope. Notre Dame still don't like you. Still not going to root for you. And, you know, you've gone outscored 144 points since 1998 in any BCS or New Year's Six Bowl that you've been in? Well, you know what? I hope that number gets to fucking 200. <laughs> I actually think, Haley, I don't want to burst your bubble. Uh, um, I actually think Notre Dame's going to have a really good showing against Alabama. I don't think they're going to beat Alabama. I'm not, I'm not, a, right. I'm not a madman, but I think they have a better showing. 
against Alabama than obviously that we saw this past weekend against Clemson. I do too, simply because of the fact when you match up with the team twice, you know each other well. It's the same thing and same reason why in the NFL teams, when you play within your division, those games are always going to be more up in the air of who's going to take it simply because you play each other all the time. It's going to be more complicated, but I think going against a unique opponent that you can prepare for, for weeks on end, I do think they're going to come out fired up, ready. They just got embarrassed. So I do see it being a closer game, but I just hope that I just, I'm happy they're playing Alabama because a little piece of me thinks that Dabo Sweeney, took it easy on him in the second half of the ACC championship. And I know Nick I Saban that, will not. I, you know what? I felt that too. I felt a little bit of Dabo kind of taking his foot off the gas of like, we want to get Notre Dame in as well. Yes. It looks better for us. Right. Yeah. Like I felt that. Yeah. Um, because I'm sorry, you can't score what it was like 23 to seven at halftime and you only scored 10 points. No, that's suspect. The, the, the aberration was Trevor Lawrence's interception. You, you thought for a moment, Oh, here, Notre Dame is going to get on. A, it's like, no, no, no. That no. was just a little flub. This is going to yes. go bad for you guys. We talked about it last week. If, if Clemson was able to stop the run game, they would win. What do they do? Kieran Williams, non-factor yeah. the whole, that's it. Non, no complete non-factor. Yeah. Non-factor, non-factor. Yeah. And Alabama's defense is coming on strong this this back half of the season they have looked spicy i don't really know what happened in the sec championship game not even gonna front that that game was way closer than i expected it to be um i was like whoa what the hell but i just think alabama was like hey we'll make this a game the, the, alabama made it a game i think florida you know i think we 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 don't need to eat crow because I got to say, F you, Florida. You've really just – you've fucked up a lot of this year. Honestly, you can blame A&M. You can also be mad at Florida for playing right. a really good game against Alabama. If they had not dropped the LSU game, yeah, it was the little things. Gary Barta talked about it, which the we're, gonna, we're it getting the into. Shoe. The shoe. And, and talking about Notre Dame versus A&M record-wise. Right. North Carolina being one of the biggest – hey – this is what Notre Dame has on the resume. AM doesn't have that because their Florida win looks a little bit worse. Right. LSU, Florida kind of fucked you guys a little yeah. bit. They made you look a little bit bad. But I think if anybody who's like, <laughs> we've been watching football a long time. I've been watching Nick Saban a long time. I've seen almost every post game in a big game SEC championship from Nick Saban. I never have seen a more relaxed, chilling. He's got a cup of Gatorade and he's just... <laughs> I love this team. Not sweaty. <laughs> like, he has his voice. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, so right. to your point, like, yeah, they pay, played him close, but that can't Nick, Nick right. knew they were going to win like, the moment how, they walked in. How frustrating as, do you have to be as Dan Mullen becoming the first coach to lose to Nick Saban 10 times? Oof. Mm. <laughs> Hit that decade and, mark. <laughs> and, then, and then just that pose. That's what you see on TV. Yes. Is like, N- Nick didn't care to be there. No. Like he was so relaxed. Nick was, was like, "Can so I get funny. COVID again?" <laughs> just, he's Can just I like, go yeah. home for this one?" He's like, "Yeah, got, we played a good game." Uh, I got grandkids. We want to do Christmas things this weekend. Yeah, I mean, this is like my twentieth SEC title. Yeah. I, mean, it's what, I mean, I guess they played. We played good. Yeah, sure, we played great. Whatever. We actually care. tried a completely different offense than we usually run, just to <laughs> test it and see how well it goes. Yeah, we exactly. Can do types of things. Um, yeah. it, but it was. It was that type of game. The score did not reflect how right. dominant Alabama really right. was in that football game. Some of those right. were trash touchdowns. And, again, Kyle Pitts looked great. I, again, I, I say a few to Florida because I'm like, I, 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 their whole season does not make sense to me. Um, I, I <laughs> do really not know don't. why did Kyle Pitts not play against LSU. <laughs> I know. I don't understand. He's, was it still from the concussion? 
It couldn't have been. If it was from the concussion, he wouldn't be on the sidelines. He'd still be in True. concussion protocol, as far as I know. I don't know if those True. are different in games. And they at least would have said, hey, he's still in concussion protocol. You would have to be listed in that. or Otherwise, right. you're Mike Leach locking Craig James' son in a fucking closet and you lose your job. So I'm pretty sure they take right. it seriously. I don't right. know why Kyle didn't play. You saw in the SEC Championship why that guy's going to go make a lot of money because he's unbelievable. Whatever, Florida, fuck you. I know. I'm kind of bummed because he plays Kyle Pat. Kyle, well, Kyle Pat's Kyle Pitts plays so much. That was hard to say. Kyle Pitts plays, anyways, so much like a receiver. Like he's just a big body receiver. They don't even use him that often to block. He's really just an outside wide receiver with the tight end slapped onto his name. So it kind of makes me bummed because Jalen Weidermeyer with A and M is a true tight end. And they're up for the, what is it, the John Mackey Award? Yeah. I mean, so, that's, that's going to go to Kyle. It 100% will. At least, like, yeah. Weidemeyer has a couple more years to try and win that. But it definitely deserves to go to Kyle Pitts. But still, it's just like, damn, dude plays, like, an outside wide receiver. And he's just he's, It'll be interesting to see how they use him in the NFL. This is not right. an NFL show. I get it. But, like, he is a unique subject of, like, I don't know what you are. Yeah. This is really good at football. Right, right, right. Like, you're I don't just know very you're, talented. You're not fast enough to be a wide receiver. But you're, you're not, also not, not big, big enough, enough to, to be block. a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you are, man, but you're really good. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, going into all that, um, gosh, I just lost my place because my brain just got hit with the Kyle Pitts paradox. What, what are yeah, you? Yeah, sorry. I mean, we can, we can, you know, let's, we were talking John Mackey. Speaking of talented players and Kyle Pitts and his quarterback, Kyle Trask, this Heisman um, ceremony is going to be a little interesting. Well, th- yeah. Why don't we do that? We can talk about Heisman real quick and, and what we yep. think is going to happen. And then I got a couple ball games I want to throw your way, at least. Yeah, let's do what it. What is going to look good this postseason? And then next week, guys, we'll really dive in deep into breaking down Clemson, Ohio State, the bloodbath, and then Notre Dame, uh, Alabama bloodbath part two. So... Uh, or it could be it could be the shocker of all shockers and Ohio State wins. Wouldn't that just ruin your year, Haley? I'm just actually... gonna I'm just gonna zap what you just said before <laughs> it gets too far in the atmosphere and kill it. It's squashed. That... I will say I will say the last time people were upset about Ohio State getting into the playoffs, which was the first year, right? Everybody was like, "There's no way," and then they won the national championship. But they also had a guy on their team named Ezekiel Elliott. And that was yeah, they did that. Yeah. They at least they at least played some people that season. They've got six games, six yeah. games. And by the way, if there's any Buckeye fan out there who's like, well, what about Trey Sermon? His 331 yards was unbelievable. That's yeah. great. But that see, shit ain't happening again. That was no, a once in a lifetime event. Not only that, not only that. I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't even. That also makes me mad that Trey Sermon is even at Ohio State because it's like, bruh, no, you're an Oklahoma Sooner. And that's how I see him as. He was just a gift that just happened to get put on the Ohio State roster this year. It actually should make you feel even worse because what it what that really was is that Trey Sermon was just an above ad- average athlete that they handed the ball off to against yeah. Northwestern because that's how bad Northwestern is. Right. Like at the end of the day, that no no offense to Trey Sermon, but like no, dude, it just dude, it, no. it really it really just comes down to the fact that Ohio State is not that great of a football team. They just have better athletes on their roster than Northwestern does. Yeah. And that's how they got that win. Bottom line, they didn't play better. They didn't do anything special aside from, yes, Trey Sermon. Don't come at me in my mentions. Aside from that, they just had more freaking players with stars attached to their names. 
Yes, they did. Um, it was evident on the field. I think you and I can go back along with everybody else and look at that game and look at the way Texas A&M finished the season. And even if you were giving Ohio State a little bit of the benefit of the doubt going into this game, that should have sealed it that. That team right now does not deserve to be the third best team in the country. Um, have fun playing Clemson. Um, a full strength Clemson, I hope we'll see. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the Heisman real quick before we get into these bowl games that I've renamed for you, Haley. Um, watching the SEC championship game was very unique as well, if you got to watch it, because there's three highs, four, excuse me, people in that game that could be heading to New York. Obviously right. for the Gators, Kyle Trask. Um, I don't think he, he wasn't going to win this thing. He could have no. a few months ago. I don't think he necessarily got knocked out of being a finalist for the Heisman in the SEC championship game. You watch it, what Najee Harris did, which was unbelievable. Watch what Devontae Smith did, along with adding in from a punt return uh, against Arkansas, had a yep. fumble recovering in this game, and Mac Jones again, just dealing it. So when we look at the, the picture, adding in Trevor Lawrence, obviously, because he's the yep. golden boy, who the heck is going to win this thing? Or, or should I put it this way? Who should win the Heisman this year? And who will win the Heisman this year? I am all aboard the Devonta Smith train. Give it to someone that is not a quarterback and prove to everyone. Again, do one thing right this year and give it to someone that is not a quarterback to prove that this is not just a quarterback award. But we know at the end of the day, this thing's going to go to Trevor Lawrence. It just is. He is the difference maker. What was, I think you sent me a stat that was his, when Trevor Lawrence is on the field, they, it was like what, they averaged 33.9 points a game. Sorry if you yeah. had that stat and I just ruined it for you. But no, 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 I wasn't going to say it. I did, I did shoot you that because I was like, yeah. holy shit. He's right, good. because the difference that he makes when he is on the field is so significant and then we saw that this year you know with how they played Notre Dame without him versus how they played Notre Dame with him I think it's his overall presence but if you're just looking at the best football player in college football it's Devonta Smith it's Devonta Dude Smith is unreal and especially and yeah you know you can say like chicken and egg situation with Devonta Smith and Mac Jones but at the end of the day the SEC, and this was what was really telling to me, was the SEC came out with their awards and they gave Devonta Smith the SEC Player of the Year award and not Mac Jones. That does That's pretty telling that if they yeah. went that route with right. that voting group, it'll be dependent upon what the rest of the country does. Obviously, you imagine right. most of, of the East Coast is probably going to go for Trevor, right? Uh, then it goes into who really was watching Alabama football, which no yeah. no disrespect to Mac Jones, but like, you know, I read something uh, today about like who people are comparing him to NFL scouts, and it's Kirk Cousins. You're a good, you're you're a great quarterback, Matt. <laughs> that <laughs> says enough. Laugh. That says enough. I know it says it says it all. I'm not trying to be mean. It shouldn't be a mean thing. By the way, I met Kirk Cousins once, and I had thoughts about Kirk Cousins before I met him. He is the nicest man oh, I have I, ever met I in my life. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt so that. So nice. Yeah. He I don't smiles know. at you, and you forget his play, and. That's who they compared Mac Jones to. Mac is, is great, but Devontae Smith makes him look good. That's yeah. what it is, period. He should. I hope Devontae right. Smith wins. And Devontae Smith is only a few hundred yards shy and a couple touchdowns down from the other wide receivers that have at least made it to New York. Desmond Howard being the last wide receiver to win, and that was in 1991. They put their He's, stats up. They're very comparable. They're very right comparable. There. And – that all of those guys, for what it's worth, played more games in the regular season. 
That's true. That's a very good point as well. And if you look at this offense, this Alabama offense, I mean, they spread it around. Like you said, you were kind of joking, like we're running a different offense in the SEC championship game. <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian actually talked about we did mix it up a little bit yeah. to try something out. They have so many weapons, but Devontae makes that, that team go. He is the X factor. You yes. watch a lot of his catches this year. They're, they're good throws by Mac Jones, but Devonta after contact, after the ball is caught, right. unbelievable what he's and, been able to do. And not even just that, like even the throws that aren't great throws, he makes Mac Jones look like he threw a great ball because of the way that he can position his body to get one foot in bounds, two foot in bounds, just the way that he's he, on the drill. Yes. Bottom line, he is the most electric football player in the country this season. And I think he deserves it. I think he should get it. And I'm hoping that they finally do something right and give it to him. But at the end of the day, remember the Heisman comes down to character and you know, who's probably likely I've never heard Devonta Smith talk. I don't know him. I do know he graduated from university of Alabama. So like props to him. Good job. But I just feel like it's going to go to the golden boy. It's going to go to sunshine, which I mean, yep. it's not like the worst thing in the world. Like I like Trevor Lawrence. I think he's great. Right, Because I think honestly, what they're going to think about is at the end of the day, when you think about what Trevor Lawrence has done for college football and his career, the Heisman not attaching their name to Trevor Lawrence is going to end up being a mistake for their brand in the years to come and the career that he's going to have. Devonta Smith winning the Balintikoff is going to be enough said to where they're going to warrant it's not going to matter so i think ultimately the heisman again comes down to that brand recognition well okay come on we're talking about alabama and clemson but it is one of those like game of thrones things like we're just right. squabbling them on scraps while the lords are doing their bidding uh, yeah. as they please we're that's just, what it is this is this is what the playoff committee is doing to all of us and everyone but it's, it is, we, we're not, like, we're talking about Alabama and Clemson, but we're not even in the same room with them. They're in, like, oh. a VIP room. They're way, they're special yeah. people. We're not. Um, but it, it won't be a bad thing. I, good for Trevor Lawrence. You think most people, most of the players in the league like him, too. That's what I like about him, at least. Yeah. Everybody around him this summer rallied to his message of, of Right. Of That's what I mean. Like, he's done going. great yeah, like, things for college football, and I think yeah. – because of those off the field actions, which the Heisman does take into consideration, is going to propel him to end up being the ultimate Heisman winner. Well, it could just be Justin Fields, too. You never know. He had a great season statistically. You hate Ohio State for life, which I love because I do not like Ohio State either, um, but for different reasons. But now it's just I mean, an it's even really, better one. No, realistically, it's just the Big Ten. Like, I had a distaste or dislike for the Big Ten always. I always have because they like to think that they're in the same room as the SEC and they like to have that argument that Big Ten football is better than SEC football. Well, you just screwed yourself for life after what you did this year. No yes. one will take you as serious. But it is a good thing worth mentioning in college football. This is what it's really about is that it's about the hatred. That is the one thing I never want to lose in college football. This is one of the best things about college football is hatred like this. It's not your like team, this. it's you. Exactly. It comes, it, it doesn't, it's not like it comes out of nowhere, but this year it does. Nobody was really going into this year hating Ohio State other than the reasons you normally hate Ohio State. But this right. year, like, oh my God, who would have uh -huh. saw it coming? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. Who would have thought A&M and Ohio State didn't even play Hated rivals now. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> speaking of speaking of what's going to be really interesting to me is AM's New Year's Six Bowl 
going against old Mac Brown. Why don't we dive into that? I I've come that's, up with some. That's of gonna those. be fun. We're gonna that we're is. gonna dive in deeper next week. We're just gonna kind of touch on bowl yeah. games right now, and it, we gotta touch on these names because I was going through this list and I was like, where do they come from? This it's like, okay, tell me the last thing you ate, the street you grew up on, <laughs> and your favorite store bowl game. They are there. There's the Mayo Bowl this year. There's the Trans Perfect Music. I was just bowl. looking at that. What is the Trans Perfect? I don't know. I have no idea. Obviously, transportation. I have. It could be that perfect transportation. I don't know what that is. Everyone um, liking to make their jokes that everyone is moving out of California into Texas as well as one of our playoff games. That could be that. Yes, that is worth mentioning. Thank you, Haley. Yep. That the Rose Bowl will now be at Jerry World, which is just gross yep. that it's there. <laughs> But I'm glad that it won't be tarnished because I love the Rose Bowl. Um, all right, the Lockheed, so, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. That's a mouthful. That is. Why don't we send Army to that one? Like, I don't yeah. understand why. Um, one of my favorite. Well, at least Army's going to a bowl. So that's, that's worth mentioning. Army is going to a bowl. Yes, that is worth mentioning because they weren't going to a bowl. And college football was literally about to explode because we've had it up to here. And 9-2 and two Army was about to be left out. Um, luckily, 3-7 and seven Tennessee. I don't want to say luckily, yeah. but, but it, well, fuck it, whatever. They got COVID. Hopefully they're fine. They couldn't go to the bowl game. Army is now going to be playing West Virginia in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Yep. For those great. that have been um, also following along, I'm deviating quickly here. But just for those that have been listening since the beginning of the show, a quick little update here. You know this already if you are not listening to it right now, but whatever. Zach Wilson completed 17 of 21 passes for 353 yards, three touchdowns, and ran for two more in the first half. That's a so, hell of a year, man. There you go. God, he was – I'm – I'm mad that BYU didn't get more respect this year. But anywho, they should have been anywho. in a bigger ball game. Let's uh, Ma- some Mercari Texas Bowl. What is a Mercari? Mercari. It sounds like Mercari. liquor. Mercari. Mercari. M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Mercari. Mercari. That's a it's a car. Oh, is it? Is I have it no just idea. are you just saying that just because it has the word car in it? No, uh, but that's good. Mercari sounds like a small Italian vehicle. Is that what it is? No, I have no idea. If you know what a Mercari is, please tell us. Most talking to you, if you still listen to us, Mr. Brown Candy guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just bring that, bar, bring that back for the one time. We already said the Gasparilla Bowl got canceled, whatever Gasparilla is. Um, this is just a mean bowl. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I have down on my notes uh, the New Mexico Bowl. Hawaii versus Houston. It seems like if one of your teams is from Hawaii, why don't you just go play in Hawaii and make yeah. up a bowl there? What a loss for Hawaii. Hey, guys, we're going to a bowl game. Where's your bowl game? New Mexico. Not to talk shit about New Mexico, but it, it like half of it's okay. No, Maybe that's like less than half. That's like, no offense, your Longhorns playing in the Alamo Bowl. Oh, yeah, you couldn't. Uh, I won't even watch the fucking game. I that's, hate the Alamo I mean, Bowl. I could write a book about right. how much I hate the Alamo Bowl. That's, that's not one of my bowls we're previewing. I refuse to preview that bowl. Okay. All right. Sensitive subject for Tyler here. You know what is a fun, you know what sounds like the best bowl game? PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. That sounds awesome. A Fiesta and PlayStation, sign me up. Oregon, Iowa State, which could be spicy. See, that's what I was going to ask is who's playing that really fun sounding bowl. And then you name the teams that are playing right. in it and you just turn me off from the game. Oh, I won't whoa. be watching it. I'm going to throw that game in the trash like a PS4 whoa. and get a PS5 and not watch that football game. I whoa. couldn't think of two teams that are less deserving okay, of a true. big bowl game 
Then Oregon, who shouldn't have even been in the Pac-12 championship, was Wait. there by chance because Oregon. they lost. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, they won a conference championship. I'm like, weren't they like three and five, finished the they, year four and five? Okay, they have, they, so they have a losing record with a championship no, they, they title. No, they're four and two. They're four and two. They have okay, a winning okay, record. Okay. They I did lied. win the conference championship game. Yes. I would not call them conference champions because they did not even win their own division. Right. They, they were a sub in. Yes. And USC couldn't do it. For, by the way, one of the good things USC, that happened this year cool. is USC could put back in its place for all those SC haters out there. Like, oh, no, y'all suck. You proved it against Oregon. Remember, when, we, remember when people were arguing <laughs> that USC should be in the Final Four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not talking to you guys. Like, that's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. Your, your, your opinion is irrelevant. We're um, having a real argument over here. You, you do not matter. Ooh, you know what? Guys, like I said, we're going to get into these more specifically next week. But... How about this one? Outback Bowl, Ole Miss, Indiana. I feel like that could be a fun bowl. That's always an entertaining bowl. That was Auburn and Minnesota last year yep. Uh, yep. when Minnesota took it to Auburn, which definitely didn't help Gus Malzahn losing his job this year. Yeah. Um, that should be a fun game, right? Right. Like, unfortunately, That's what I'm Michael, Michael Penix isn't going to be in it, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but old, hey, Lane Kiffin, year one, Outback Bowl, it's not a bad uh, right. Way to end the year. And I'm pretty sure they finished four and five. So losing record going to the Outback Bowl. That's how you do your job, Lane Kiffin. That's a good bowl for Lane Kiffin. He gets making good old shit stick. look shiny. That's um, absolutely true. All right. And then, you know, how many oranges do you think AM and North Carolina will consume being in the Capital One Orange Bowl? Well, I already know North Carolina is going to consume more because that's what Sally Brown likes to hand out at halftime is her orange slices. Does she really? Uh, and her cookies. Listen. Wow, that feels so fitting. This game we could get into a little bit because this is actually out of all the bowl games because looking at the Cotton Bowl, Oklahoma, Florida, don't care. Georgia, oh, Cincinnati. That's, that, okay, I know you don't care because you don't like Oklahoma. But or let's Florida. be honest. No, be, be non-biased right now. Mm -hmm. that, that game will be fun to watch. That game will be fun. That game will be equally frustrating and fun to watch. Like Florida's that will winning, be, which is be, hard for me to say. I don't think so. I think that Dan Mullen. Okay. I think Dan Mullen has shown his inconsistency as a head coach this year. Poor game management at times. Uh, I think Lincoln Riley is a better X's and O's guys. Uh, guy he is, than Dan Mullen. but but where I will disagree is the Florida football team has been tested more more times. Than Oklahoma as far as quality of opponent oh, not so that's that. why that's why I think that the Florida team itself will be more prepared to outplay Oklahoma and you can X's and O's all you want but I think at the end of the day Florida will edge it give me a week to think on this one guys like I said we'll go into it more yeah. but initial reaction thinks Florida takes this one Initial reaction is you're absolutely wrong and Oklahoma will win this football game. Wow, so. how this does not sound like us at all. We yeah, like who you. are we? I always go for Oklahoma. Always. We, They're my I golden voice. I need to look into this more, you know, but still but at my core, I'm an SEC girl till I die. So I think that's just what's shining through here. I, I think Florida's a done they're donezo in my book. They're donezo. I, I don't they're inconsistent. When the shoe flew, they were the, done to you. I was I was out. This is the dumbest thing I've ever <laughs> I seen. I rhymed. When the shoe flew, they were done to you. <laughs> That's exactly right. There we go. Um then playing the cotton bowl, Georgia Cincy, Georgia in another New Year's Six Bowl that they don't deserve to go to. And they're they outside don't. looking in. That's Everybody's annoying, rooting for Cincy, actually. period. And Cincy can win right. this football game. You and I have watched enough Georgia football this year to know they're not good. 
they're not a good team. They're a shell of a team of that they were the past couple of years. They, they are not the same talent. Cincy can win this football game. Yeah. So the second, third, and fourth place teams in the SEC combining East and West made a New Year's Six Bowl, right? Oh, yes, but only one of them deserved to go, and that's Texas A&M, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. maybe maybe a third, but they Georgia Georgia has no business. No, right? Yeah, I, being I, I agree in a, with you in there. a New Year's Six Bowl, they beat nobody. Right, right. You're the fourth best team in the SEC, and you got to go to New Year's Six Bowl. So that's which. What hey, it congratulations! Does. But the Orange Bowl, though, and I know we we were probably up against it time wise, but the Orange Bowl, it is interesting. I got to tell you, this is a huge game for a And I'm not sure exactly right. how you feel about it, but this is a huge statement game. Not only to win this game and have it be a New Year's Six victory. The first time you guys have been at the, the Orange Bowl since the 40s, but to beat the team that technically kept you out of right. the college football playoff in North Carolina. That's and I and I feel like North Carolina is such an unusual team. I we never really got a pulse for who or what they are. The best they played was against Notre Dame, but again, we don't even really still know how good Notre Dame is, so or how bad they are. So it's really kind of hard to know who a is going to be matching up against, and that's what's a little scary because I know their offense is good, but I know our defense is really strong. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know shit about their defense. Going to have to look into that over the next week. But And then you always have Mac Brown. It just really – it there's something you have to feel a little wholesome <laughs> that Texas A&M in the, in the best opportunity that they've had and the highest ranking that the program has had to finish in a season since 1939 – and will Mac Brown be the spoiler? Mac has been the spoiler many a time. He was the spoiler in 1998. He was a spoiler in the last year of Texas yep. and Texas A&M. Mac Brown is not the guy you want to face. In fact, one of my favorite Aggie followers on Twitter uh, talked about what Mac Brown has been saying about Texas A&M is rat poison. Mac is so good at coming to your house with a smile and a pie and then stabbing you in the face. I was going to say he was so, so complimentary. That's what Mac Brown does. Egging on, egging on Jim, Jim, me and Jim, Jimbo Fisher. (laughs) Jim Fisher. Jim Fisher. (laughs) The college football playoff has now made him beat Jim Fisher. He's done with the bow. Oh, he's mad. He's Jim now. He's he's mad. We saw saw Jim come out after Mm -hmm. that game, which made me happy. And then there was some analyst wow we're way off time here but there was some analyst that was pissed that coaches were advocating for their programs and their schools to get in the college football play it's like what do you expect them to do all of them do that in fact mac right. daddy mac daddy was the first one to do that back in 2004 advocating for his longhorns to get in over cal in the rose bowl people are not happy about that but then if you're not advocating for your team then what the hell are you doing of right. course you should say that but right. mac brown i tell you what he is a familiar foe for Texas A&M and that is not the guy you want standing in the way of your glory because he's going to do it and he's going to talk about how good you are while he's kicking your ass. I do. I will say the thing that A&M and the football program and just kind of what I've seen on social and how the team has handled the news, they were rightfully pissed, but I also think that they're taking it instead of hanging their heads and saying, Oh, boo hoo. We didn't get selected for the playoff they're taking it as like, oh, you didn't select us for the playoff? Well, here's a big-ass chip you just put on my shoulder. Now we're about to take it out and show you how wrong you were. And that actually makes me excited for this bowl game. You should be. That's what Mac Brown said. Said you guys deserve to go to the playoffs on the best teams he's ever seen. Best quarterback, best coach. 
He's got the best running backs, wide receivers. He's going to talk about it all week. He softens you up before he gets in there with his knife. He's a <laughs> son of a bitch. That's why he was 10 and four against AM at Texas. So be careful, Aggies. You know, hey, I lived you it. know this guy. I lived it. He's I a lived son it. Son of a bitch. Old Mac Brown. Uh, good for him. I'm so happy for Mac Brown. I am right. actually happy for Texas AM. They had an amazing year. And if they win this game, that's, that is the way to end the year with a that, win instead sure. of a loss. Because let's be real, if they go play uh, Alabama again, it's most likely the same result. But to end the year, New Year's Six Bowl victory, one right. loss, that's a big deal. With a, new, with a, with a uh, playoff snub, that, those are some hella recruiting points right there. Oh, yeah. It's easier to say, like, oh, we would have gone and be right that you would have gone instead right. of going and getting your ass kicked. Facts. It's actually a good so win. It's going to happen to Ohio State Notre Dame. So, with that being <laughs> said, everybody, can't wait to talk more bowl games with you next week. Yeah, it's we we've done it. We finished the regular season. It. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? I don't know. Ohio State thunk it. They knew they were going the whole time. Those bastards. Tyler so. just wants to make me back angry. I don't. I, I like. Show. I like getting you you revved up. We'll get revved up next week, obviously, with the breakdown. But um, yep. Give out your social. Um, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, guys, uh, as always, you want to talk to me about anything, hit me up. Well, maybe not anything, anything football. Sorry, let's clarify there. We'll, we'll talk anything football related. Regardless, Haley Graves uh, here. Haley, you want to grab Wow. <laughs> it's, it's been a long season, guys. Yeah, At this point, if you don't know it, you should just follow me, Haley One Graves 2, on Twitter, H-A-L-E-Y-G-R-A-V-E-S. We go. And um, actually hit me up on Twitter this week. And I was thinking, Haley, we could give the folks this. Give us your best memories from the year. What were your favorite plays, your favorite games, moments from the season that was? I think it'd be fun to do a little bit of that before New Year's hits. All right, yep. we're out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.